0: Stop playing nigga. Y'all niggas know what the fuck going on. Big four. Big stubbers. Big footprints. Pussy. you on the track. Pussy, pussy, pussy. 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 Okay. Twin-wins. Okay. 201. Okay. 201. Okay. 21. Big four wheels. We back with another one. We back. We back. Shout out to the Virginia Tech Hokies. Starting started 2023 off right going on a nice little losing streak. That's how we do it. Um, I'm kicking it with the gang. Everybody here, man. Drift, how you living, Chief? Doing
1: good, man. It's just at a baseball game. Now I'm back, ready to go. Had a long weekend of football. Took a lot of L's, but that's how it goes this year. It's, it's been a it's been a rough year, uh, at least for me. <laughs> We're going to get into all that in a minute, but Joe, how you been, man?
2: Been good, man. I uh, had Middle Eastern food today. Had Jordanese food. Mm. Jordan food. Uh, not the basketball player of the country. It was good. It was good. What'd you get? What'd you get in there? What was what was the what was the spread? Uh, this uh shawarma. I'm probably saying that wrong. Uh, this spicy garlic sauce. That's the rice. chicken, right? The chicken yeah. shawarma or whatever. Shawarma, yeah, that's probably how you say it. Shawarma. Shawarma. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest with you. I just got combo number twelve, bro. That that's shawarma one. is fire. <laughs> that food is so good. And then uh, these fried vegetables, bomb, so bomb. I never had before. I might go down by saying that Middle
1: Eastern food might be the most underrated food in the world. Um. Their shit is amazing, so good. It doesn't get talked about enough. Spices oh yeah, on point, rice, everything.
2: The falafel, those are good too. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and you probably got an ass load of food for a good price. Yep, I did. I just had to try it. I was like, "This thing is good. It's different," you know.
0: Hell yeah! Turkey legs. Yeah, man. Shout out! Shout out to all the Middle Easterns. All my, all my guys out there. uh. Lebanon, all my Lebanese, all our Lebanese listeners and Lebanese supporters. Shout out to everybody, shout out to Khalifa. Shout out to Me a Khalifa. Um, our Virginia Tech Hokies went up to North New Jersey, got their ass whooped. Um, losing probably wasn't the biggest shock to nobody, but. Losing 35 to 16 probably was a big shock. Losing to a team that had no interest in throwing the ball. Losing by damn near 20 points and three touchdowns. That probably was a big shock to a lot of people. But, of course, we like to start with the biggest takeaway of the game. Kyron Drones made his first start in a Virginia Tech uniform. It might have been his first start in college. I don't know if he ever started the game for Baylor. I know he played a little bit. But um, I'm going to pass it to the guys. Uh, Kyron Drones, 19-32, to 190 yards, one touchdown, one INT, 22 carries, 74 yards. I'm going to start with Joe. What was your what was your overall take of Kyron Jones' first start? And do you believe that he should remain the starter going forward?
2: Yeah, I thought Kyron Jones, I thought he really had a pretty good game. You know, he did the best with what he had around him. I mean, we had the mesh issue early with the fumble on like the second play, but he really changed the offense. He was able to get the running game going. You saw the defensive end start to have to widen out. He was running people over. He started to slide a little bit there in the second half. I'm sure they said something to him. And we did see the one INT looked like both wide rece- both wide receivers kind of went to the same area. They probably messed that up. They shouldn't have been bunched up and they put both defenders on top yeah. of each other.
0: Either that or it was the shittiest play design ever.
2: Yeah, yeah. BMVT, man, that's definitely a possibility. And he probably shouldn't have thrown that ball, but that interception was crazy. Like, I can't believe he even came down with that. It was pretty nuts. But yeah, I think you have to. I think you have to move forward with drones. Uh, Wells, he wouldn't have done anything nearly as good. He would have just been dead toast back there in the pocket. So, yeah, I think you got to move forward with drones. You got to come out and say it. Give him that confidence. You can actually kind of crab walk and grind out dry, drives with him. So. What do you think
1: drift no i just like you said i mean we could he brings a whole nother element where you can like actually kind of run the ball uh and you can do it on script you can do it off script with him just kind of running around back there in the pocket so i think that's in college football like having that extra element is is much needed and um i think that that warrants him playing over Wells you know the interception it happens like you said a weird route there I don't know why those two receivers kind of ended up in the same spot could be one of those things where maybe it was uh supposed to be a quicker developing play and it just kept going and the receivers just kind of ran into each other or something like that but definitely weren't supposed to be in the same spot um either way he just He's got a, he's got more I think he adds more to this offense and the ceiling is higher with him on the field so you know I I'd like to I like to see him keep playing. I don't think the problem was, you know, was him this past game. I think he he did more than enough for this offense. And so I like to keep seeing him grow in this offense and get more comfortable every week and you know continue with getting first rep, first uh first team reps, which I think last week we saw that it was like his first week with the majority of the first week, the first team reps, which is um, going to help him moving forward. So, yeah, I'm all in on drones. Um, I think he's going to be our guy moving forward. It was a little concerning that uh, Brent Price said that he wasn't too happy with him, it sounded like. Um, what do you guys think about that? I mean, I guess we start with Vito on this one. Um, what, what are you thinking about the whole drones, Pry, future direction, whole thing?
0: Uh, yeah, I pretty much believe that Brent Pryor's just playing man games. I think he knows what. I, I don't. I don't look too deep into uh any Brent Pryor comments when it comes to uh either quarterback. I think he knows what.
1: Yeah, just doing his job as a uh, as a head coach to keep it keep it a little open and 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 you know play the politics game
0: more so. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll... man, Brent, Brent Pryor's not stupid. He not. He's not no stupid man, like he knows what. He just tried he he doing what Nick Saban did when Nick Saban had Tua and he had Jalen Hurts. And uh we was all saying like Jalen Hurts, red shirt, like are you crazy? And Nick Saban was in press conferences every week. Like I'm he would never lean one way or the other, even when it was clear that uh Tua was gonna be the starter going forward Uh, Nick Saban always said the right things you know publicly and he played them both and I mean not played them both like literally but he played them both in the media and played them up and played the politics game and kept Jalen Ass engaged all year and I think Brent Pratt's gonna do the same thing for whoever's the backup he's gonna say everything and make sure they're both engaged yeah Yeah. I think he's
2: kind of playing that game, but I also think he's kind of playing it to make John Blyn and his crony donor buddies happy that are pushing for Grant Wells. So I kind of think it's twofold. I think he's gotta know that Jones is the guy that fits this offense going forward.
0: Yeah. Yeah, without what I was saying, um I did I didn't get the right drones i just kind of gave off the raw numbers but if i was to give him a letter grade given what he was working with he didn't have his top two receivers and going forward he might not have ali jennings uh going forward but it's looking like he'll get Jalen lane back if not this week next week so given that he didn't have his top two targets and it was his first start possibly ever i mean. Somebody run the history on that Baylor shit because I ain't about to sit up here and act like I uh, covered Baylor games all last year. I know he yeah, played he did a little not bit. Started Baylor, okay, he never start. started. So this was his first. Given that this is his first collegiate start on the road against, and I keep fucking saying this shit. Rutgers is a good team. Uh, I know us Hokie fans like to helmet watch. And we just in our mind uh, think Rutgers is shitty, but Rutgers is a good team. Greg Schiano is a good coach with NFL pedigree. He's been around the block. You got to think. You got to put all that in consideration. Right. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give drones a B minus. Turnovers aside, loss aside, without your without your top two receivers. Who they were desperately needed. Uh, you basically throwing the you're basically throwing it to Daquan Felton. One was a perfectly placed ball that got dropped, and the other one got caught for a touchdown. The running game, not just him running, but we finally look to have somewhat of a running game, you know, because of what he brings. So I'm gonna give drones a B minus. I feel like your first your first game on the road top two receivers are out against a good team with a good coach i feel like i feel like that was a, a decent showing it wasn't world breaking showing but it was it was decent
1: absolutely yeah i'm going to roll with a b on this one i mean he's got a he's got a pretty bad offensive line you know like you said two, top two receivers are out and your big, your two biggest playmakers are out of the game, offensive line, not playing well. And, uh, I thought he showed enough and, you know, there's things to be improved upon. I think the consistency definitely is is part of that, but it's his first start. It was an away game, good team, good coach. Like you're going to have, you're going to, you're going to struggle at first, but, um, I'm, I'm as bad as tech is right now. I'm at least excited to watch next week because I want to see the progression and there's things to watch and he's one of those things. So, um, I'm giving him a solid B by
2: you, Joe. Yeah, I'm actually going with a B plus. I mean, Felton dropped what was probably a surefire touchdown. And then we had, you know, on in the interception, the guys got bunched up. And then we had that screenplay where Bob shit decided that he was going to just fucking tackle the running back. I don't know what the hell he was thinking. Like we had a lot of plays like that where his supporting cast did not help him. So and he made a lot happen on his own. Made things happen with his legs. So I'm giving him a B plus. I'm
0: giving that man the B plus. I say B minus because the turnovers are, I mean, they're still turnovers. They go to the quarterback. Uh it go. it don't go on no receiver's resume. It don't go on no coach resume. Uh the interception goes on, unfortunately, it goes on drones resume. And the second play of the game, there was a mesh situation, like Joe said. I'm, I, I'm pretty sure in tape, in, in film, and looking at the quarterback sideways, it just is what it is. Um, but what I learned, what I learned in this game, I mean, watching drones, what I learned is the. As far as Grant being the quote pocket guy of the two, he's not heads and shoulders a better passer than Drones. Where it's like, you know how you know th- you know in the preseason and in the summertime, this thing was being compared to Tyrod and Sean Glennon back in two thousand and seven and two thousand and eight, and Tyrod was one of the best athletes on the team but his understanding of the playbook his accuracy was streaky sean was the better passer clearly like so like it was kind of a reason to run a two quarterback system or whatever but like in this case i don't feel like okay well grant's the passer drones is the athlete i feel like it ain't shit that it ain't shit that grant can do as far as passing that drones can't do maybe grants understand you know understanding of the playbook maybe grant had a deeper knowledge of it but four or five weeks in if drones don't know what grant knows he's a dumb fuck you know now i now i don't want to believe that so what y'all thoughts of uh maybe brent pratt pulling the fuente and punting on uh the early stages of the season, like Fuente did in 2019 when he went with uh Ryan Willis overhanded hooker. Uh, what's y'all thoughts on what's y'all thoughts on Brent Prair possibly pulling the Fuente? But maybe the injury gods, and we don't pray for injuries on kids but uh maybe he got bailed out by this injury situation, and that's why he was forced to play drones. What's y'all thoughts on Brent Prayer pulling the Fuente?
1: I mean, I, I feel like I feel like Grant Wells is just a, a really good practice quarterback. I don't know why it just rubs me like that, but like I can see him just dominating in practice. And I feel like that's kind of what sells the coaches. I think his 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 gameplay is really what obviously is his biggest problem, the biggest moments. We've seen it a billion times, the wide open players that he just absolutely misses. The the mental lapses that Grant Wells has, I think is his biggest downfall. So I think you know, my, my hypothesis is that he's just dominating in camp uh, or just, maybe not dominating, but just playing really well, understanding the playbook, doing everything right. Right. And he's the older player. He's been there for a year. And so that's kind of why they went that route. But um, like you said, Kyron Jones can make all the same throws from a physical standpoint. And I think at this point he should know the playbook just as well. So, you know, it would have surprised me at all if, uh, Drones plays the rest of the season and this team starts to look a lot different. That's kind of what I'm expecting, but what about you, Joe?
2: Yeah, I think Grant Wells is probably a yellow Jersey hero because I mean, in practice, there's no contact. So you can't see what's going to happen when that starts to play into it. And he's just probably a flag football savage, but you know, they kept saying that Drones wasn't as good of a passer, but I actually think he was better. Like, his misses were just barely off, whereas Grant kind of airmails them or throws, you know, 5,000-mile-per-hour slants or drags, screens. So I think Jones had a lot more touch. I think he's probably the better passer. And we saw some of those were, like, really close. And I'd, I'd say some of that's probably timing and chemistry with the wide receivers. Yeah, they definitely picked the wrong quarterback, which seems to be, like, it's either a curse or a theme or something here at Tech. I don't know. I don't know why they can't get it right. Like I don't know. Maybe they need to start having some live sessions, like in fall camp, and see what happens. But yeah, it's it's got to be drones more, moving forward. That whole talking point about him not being as good of a passer was clearly a myth.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of concerning that when drones came in that first game, he was kind of used as like the gadget, like power quarterback too you know what i mean like for that one series against odu and then you just never saw him again so wells got hurt um yeah what do you what do you what do you say Vito?
0: man i don't watch practice (laughs) i i I don't I, i wasn't at the practice i wasn't at the spring game i know grant was clearly better at the spring game but maybe that was due to the talent and who had who who had what receivers and this NAD and who had what offensive line. In the spring, Grant did look better. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna accuse the staff of any favoritism. I'ma just say I feel like Grant probably did edge earlier, but yeah. going forward, you know, at this point, and and Ruggers is the better team than Purdue. And I feel like drones had the better game. With less weapons versus the better team, I feel like that's the. I, th- I guess you got to go off the measuring stick. I feel like those are your measuring stick games. You got two games versus Big Ten opposition. Um, one had a full deck for like a series. <laughs> one didn't have a full deck at all. So, right, that's just, that, that's just it. Just is what it is, but. It wasn't just the quarterbacks that play. It's a uh, it take it takes eleven guys. It takes eleven guys. So, like we said, it did open up Tootin. Uh, Drones been on the field did open up Tootin. To Tootin went eleven carries for forty five yards and a score. I anticipate this running game evolving and getting better. As the season goes on, and as guys get more comfortable, and as Ron Crook finds us an uh, offensive line rotation that works, um, before we get into the bad, which is the defense. <laughs> no, nah, nah, let me not even run down on the defense. Let me not run down on the defense. But let me, but let's talk about this run game. This, these running backs, uh, it opened up a little bit. That was a positive. Um, shout out to Tootin Man because it it takes the it takes the patience of a job. It takes the patience of a Job to uh, to have no holes and still make whatever he can uh, work. Thank God for drones for opening up the run game. What we'll say y'all about this improved? Still got a long way to go, but improved run game.
1: I, mean, I think your quarterback really opens that up. You know, having having a quarterback that's a threat really changes the offense. I mean, we've seen it a billion times as Virginia Tech fans watching other quarterbacks kill us um and I, and like having a running quarterback. I w- I wouldn't call drones a running quarterback, more of a dual threat, a true dual threat quarterback, uh really changes things up and we we really needed it with a bad offensive line. So, um uh, like I think as the season goes and defenses get more worn down, uh, I think our offensive line is going to start looking at least a little better. And then the run game is going to start also getting a little better. So that's the, that's the hope right now. I mean, through, there's a lot of negativity, but that's definitely some positive, positive energy I'm looking at.
2: Yeah, I agree with you there. Jones is a lot faster than I thought he would be. He's a lot bigger too. Oh yeah. So he kind of starts to wear people down where defense is down. And, you know, I thought, I thought Tootin looked pretty good. There was a couple times it looked like he was, you know, shot out of a cannon. But I'm not. Re- I'm still not sold on Malachi Thomas. You know, he had five carries for 12 yards. I'm, I'm not quite sold on him. I'd kind of rather see Bryce Duke maybe in that rotation. Someone who who can do a little bit more in the passing game. You know, leaking out of the backfield. I, I'm not not sold on Thomas. He's not quite big enough. I'm not sure if he's you know, P5 level physically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I get the Thomas
1: thing. I, I remember I forget what game it was. I think it was the ODU game. We were talking about Thomas a little bit here on the podcast. And I said something similar about him just not having a good game. And I was just a little confused. I, I don't know what his thing is. Cause like his freshman year, he looked fantastic. Right. And he looked like a clear, like, player for us you know moving forward I just don't know what what the problem with him is you what do you guys I mean do you guys think that he's regressed or do you think it's just the offense has made him look like he's not good
0: it's got to be the offensive line it's got to be the offense, offensive line and injury I mean he has been he had fought major injuries uh since that freshman year so it 'll be a situation we'll monitor going forward and if if he not getting it done one thing I trust about this coaching staff is um I trust this coaching staff to not play favorites and just play the better people uh I don't I don't feel like this this is a, is a politics based coaching staff if that was I mean if that was the case some of those if we wouldn't even have those tough conversations honestly because those were you know, good character people that we had to let go. So, no, I, I feel like I, I feel like this this is a results based coaching staff, and they're gonna play the best people. My humble opinion.
2: I feel like that is true. Like they will play the best people, but they're way too slow to make that change. Like they just do it too late, like a game or two too late, not like a quarter. So, if we do see. A change, I feel like it's just going to happen too late. I feel like I don't know if they second guess themselves or just like to be super conservative or what the deal is. See, I I, I don't know. I, I mean, I
1: I don't. Know. I'm kind of I'm kind of torn on that because I think they give a lot of opportunity to a lot of players to show. Okay, can you play or not? Like, I see the defense rotating all the time. I see Aiden Green getting snaps at wide receiver when honestly, I don't even think
2: he's ready. Um I see him do it, but only out of necessity when there's an injury. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, I I think the widest, I think a lot of people have been rotating, but I mean, I think if you're looking at quarterback, then yeah, like we, we would probably not have seen drones unless Grant got actually hurt. Um, or maybe he had a worse game where he threw like three interceptions. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I don't know what the thought process is there terms of the quarterback room but at least the rest of the team I feel like they get pretty good shots or pretty good chances for everybody
0: yeah well let's, let's get to the dumb shit let's get all the way to the crazy shit defensively and it, and obviously complimentary football this was a team that being that they struggled all day offensively uh, obviously when they were finally going to start to get some offensive rhythm in the second half and when they were starting to make the comeback, the defense would eventually break after playing solid all game. I said it in the preview, it, to beat a team like Rutgers and to beat a coach like Greg Schiano, you needed to play smart, you needed to play physical because Rutgers wasn't going to do nothing stupid to lose the game. They wasn't going to give us no cheap, short fields, no false hope, no fake hope, none of that. They were going to play smart, they were going to control the ball, control the clock and get out of there with a victory. That's exactly what they did. Kyle Manunga went crazy. 16 carries for 146 yards, 3 cur- three touchdowns, one touchdown was a 55-yarder. Their quarterback G- Gavin Winsett, ran for 87 yards. He passed for 46 yards. They they played smart, they played hard, they didn't turn the ball over, I don't think they had any turnovers, uh, they kept the penalties at low, they just played smart and hard, man, and they just wore us down physically, uh, pinch yourself if you heard that a million times, Virginia Tech get worn down physically, and uh, basically ran up out of the building, <laughs> um, what was your thoughts on the effort on defense?
1: You take this one first, Joe. Go for it. All right. Well, Go ahead. All right, all right. All right. I'll tell. I'll tell you. Uh, defense looked like shit, and it's pretty. Con- I think it's pretty concerning, honestly. With the, I mean, like I get that we're in a rebuild. I understand it. The defense returned a lot of a lot of players, and I think you know. Anytime we previewed the season anytime I think I saw anybody talk about this year it was always okay the defense is going to be pretty good at least we can rely on the run defense and I don't know they just look they just look bad they look slowly look out of place so even the linebackers and we have so many linebacking coaches so I'm just I don't know I'm a little concerned about the defense at all three levels defensive line linebackers and DBs. I mean the corners maybe are the outliers. I feel if the corners are fine. I have a problem with the corners, but the safeties, you got injuries, you have a lot of young players there. So it's, it's not looking
2: it's not looking great. I gotta bust Pastor Joe out for this one because I have a problem, man. I think that it is very ironic that some of our worst players on defense are the oldest. They only had three tackles for loss last week. Zero turnovers. Like our defensive tackles are all pretty much seniors, outside of Payne and he's French, so same thing. And they're the worst. They're the worst players on the team. I mean, Tisdale he ain't that good. Let's be honest. Y'all go ahead and put this on in your earbuds. Put it on a t-shirt. Put it in your locker. You can use it for motivation. Send me a Christmas card at the end of the year when it works. But I think the scheme coming out right out of the gate is a problem because you see every game we're getting ourselves in a hole even the ODU game we didn't really start that hot and I've got a theory that might be Pry making those halftime adjustments he's going in and fixing it for Marv but another thing that I did notice too is in the first half it seems like kind of our spacing and our depth is off like how close people are lining up and where they're lining up and they seem to fix that in the second half like one of the problems with the run game is the linebackers are getting too close to the line. They hit one little crease, bam, you're into the safeties. So you see these guys start averaging, you know, five yards of carry. Then they're busting off big ones. And I will give them the benefit of the doubt, though. They got worn out there at the end. They made as many stops as they could, held on for as long as they could, but they have to be better out of the gate. They're putting us in a hole, I think. Purdue, it was 17-0 hole. Mm -hmm. This week with Rutgers, is 21-3. So, I don't know, man. I don't know what's up with the linebackers. We got Quinn, who was supposedly the black coach of the year, according to Dan. And we got Marv, who was supposed to be a linebacker coach at Vanderbilt and FSU. And then we got Pry. And our linebackers are terrible. And some of these guys have been in the system now. This is their second year. So I don't know. I think we got some issues.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's some things, it's some concerning things with the interior defensive line. Because, like Joe said, these are veteran guys. These guys are these guys play for Bud Foster. <laughs> like they've been around the block. Uh some uh, we got players on this defense that played for Bud Foster. That's how long they've been here. If people want to believe that or not, so they've been through several. Uh, they they played for Jay Ham. They played for Bud. They played for Marv and Pride. They they've seen it all, done it all. They've played a ton of football, and um, seeing guys on that touchdown run, uh, I think it was Cole Nelson got sent to the shadow realm. I think he's currently still being blocked right now. It it was <laughs> it, it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. There was no other way around it. Um, Please don't get in my DMs and be like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, the eye in the sky ain't never lied. Um, It ain't never lied. And, you know, you don't got to be a former D1 athlete to see. Like, those guys pushed those guys out the way. So it's concerning because at this point, this was a unit that the D tackles, the, the Pollard, Kendrick's Fuga. These were the leaders of the defense. This was supposed to be the three that was going to install and inst- still fear and be the dominant leaders. But right now we need somebody to step up on the full on the whole defense. We need somebody to step up and and, and claim to be that leader, because right now, like Joe said, it's the DBs. It's it's Mansour. It's Moe's. These are young guys. Yep. Uh, Dante Lovett made the biggest hit of the game. Dante Lovett is what nineteen, so
2: true freshman.
0: Yeah, it's that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so it's, it's it's and 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 Jalen Jones struggled. I mean, we ain't got a. He's a he's a converted receiver. He it forced to play due to injuries and other things. So. I'm not about to sit up here and shit on Jalen Jones. He had yeah, bad plays too.
2: That first touchdown run, man, you can't excuse that bad effort.
0: That was poor effort on that first touchdown, but um, he been playing. He been playing safety for what five months. I yeah. ain't about to kill him, man.
1: <laughs> and I he was. That that. He was hurt all last year too. Like he was hurt
0: all last year. Yeah. He's been playing safety for five months. Honestly, we need to switch his ad back to receiver, if of Jalen Lane gonna be hurt uh going forward. Cause those hamstring injuries are a nagging injuries. They don't it's hard to it's hard with those hamstring injuries. I done seen hamstring injuries last a year or two. You know, they flare up and all this other dumb shit. So uh shout out shout to uh Jalen Jones, man. I ain't about to shit on you for that. That first touchdown was crazy. You pulled up, bro, but whatever dog um anything else in this Rutgers game we need to talk about
2: yeah I I think think that too much on the DBs like it really shouldn't be on them to make that many tackles a game the linebacker the front seven linebackers and D-line are just not doing their job yeah I mean do you
1: remember last year, like wasn't Jalen Strowman either like like our second leading tackler last year? And I think we talked yeah. about this on the podcast, but he was making like damn near every tackle uh, last year. And like that, like, so this has been a, this has been a thing now for two years with pride.
2: Man, it's not yeah. even that, like, we just can't do the little things right. Like the plane got delayed, uh, APR, his name was spelled incorrectly on the back of his jersey. Like, come on, man! Like, we just can't do anything right as a program right now.
1: That's true, man. We need some good. We need some good juju. We need to win
0: this weekend.
2: <laughs> no Krispy Kreme donuts until y'all spell the names right.
0: Yeah, that, dams dams just be the breaks. No curly donuts. No Krispy Kreme donuts. Dams be the breaks, man. Let's move on to something happy. Like all week three picks. Well, <laughs> drift's case is still saying drift. At this point, bruh, you need prayer, my boy.
1: I need some help.
0: At this point, drift, you need prayer, my boy. God damn, Um, I'm not doing that good myself. I'm doing, I'm doing good enough though.
1: <laughs> You're the only I'm one above 500.
0: <laughs> I'm staying the, af- I'm staying the I'm staying afloat. Uh one thing about me is um uh, one thing one thing about me is I'm gonna pick Clemson. I had to be convinced in the picking Clemson uh last time. I was I was done with him. I was done. <laughs> but the boy <laughs> the boys got me to get the, the fuck with Clemson and Clemson came through for us. Uh they beat they beat Florida uh Atlantic, they held it down, they took care of that business. Shout out! Shout out to Dabo, getting it done. The backyard brawl, the, the the best backyard brawl ever, because one of the West Virginia players flat out said Phil Dracovic was not good at his job. Shout outs to him. Shout out the Um, Me and Joe with Truth Tellers, Drift was a liar. Uh, he took pit, and what was the Neil Brown sale? Not only your own soul. He probably sold his firstborn soul to uh Neil Brown needed that motherfucker. He was not losing that game. I could we all could have told his, told that. He
2: mortgaged the trailer for this one.
0: He mortgaged his trailer, a case of Mountain Dew, and his first cousin. He he mortgaged it all, bro. It is. He sold his Camaro. Soul. He sold his soul for that one. South Carolina made it an interesting situation. Our, our boy, baby beans, almost had an upset on his hands. But Georgia got their life together. They defense they defense clamped down and they forced some turnovers of Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler had an amazing first half, but they made Georgia made the adjustments and pulled it out, made liars out of the three of us. Um they did not cover that. But so we'll be monitoring. Georgia moving forward whenever we pick their games again uh the live of the week <laughs> the lie of the week the the bid of the week the UVA Cavaliers who's made a fool out of drift all year <laughs> I can't win with these guys man <laughs> <laughs> the UVA Cavaliers has made a fool out of drift all year uh they they somehow was covering <laughs> They were going into the fourth quarter. I want to say down only one touchdown. They were down like 21 to 14. And then the interception gods. <laughs> the interception gods started raining in uh, College Park, Maryland. And let's talk about this because uh obviously there was the hilarious Tony Elliott pick of, of um him sitting outside the facilities. And... Before I swing it to y'all, because I gotta say, because <laughs> I've I, I used to be a construction worker in the DMV. Everybody know that, and I've worked at the University of Maryland. Like I literally, me, my hands, these hands built those facilities, all those upgrades and shit they did. I was working on that project, <laughs> so <laughs> they got room, bro. <laughs> I'm telling, I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what I know. I have worked at the Cold Field House. I work like those new dorms. The, your boy was there working. I was there building. They got Man. all kinds of new art rooms and all kinds of new. Uh, they got another shit. That, it's another uh building that I was I was on that project too. Your boy helped build those new facilities.
1: Wow, so they really they really oh. shat on him like that, huh? <laughs> they
0: they shat on him. Uh, you have never seen. Ain't no. Oh, sorry, Jim Harbaugh. Just not enough room today.
1: <laughs> That's
0: crazy. Uh, okay. Urban Meyer, sorry, <laughs> not enough room today. Hey, shout out to the Maryland Turps, man. They knew who they could get away with. it With shout out to the Terps, bro. Wish y'all thoughts to Tony Elliott. Sitting outside. Oh, I thought facility. it was
2: hilarious, man. <laughs> if you get, like, I had the memes rolling. That's, that <laughs> so funny. I mean, it, after, it was bad.
1: You need a win, man. You need a win after that. Like, come on. It has to be personal. You need a, you need a dub after that.
2: But now yeah. it's kind of like, it like indicates or reflects his time at UVA. It's kind of fucking funny. It's foreshadowing.
1: Yeah. When he gets fired, that's going to be like the, the, the endless meme. <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? Like I that meme will never die. <laughs> Tony Fuente. They played with that man, bro. They play, they played with, they played with that man, bro. I ain't seen another coach have. Or, or maybe they sat outside privately. But for that, for somebody to photograph and upgrow, and upload that, like they had to know they were not doing that man a service, bro. Because once Hokie Twitter got to it, like I said, Joe started making memes. Man, the slander, the, the slander came 100 miles an hour. It, it was just shout out shout out shout out to UMD, man. Um I don't me personally, I've worked there a million times. I've been all through College Park. I don't understand why a lot of Hokie fans will sit up here and be from fucking Christianburg and say College Park is a shithole. I just think they've never been. Uh, I don't think they've ever been to D.C. I don't think they've ever been. I think they just I just think there's like generic college football fan insults that they just throw out without even having to have been to the place because how the fuck can you be from like, I ain't trying to put nobody's city on blast, but you be from fucking like Galax and you'll be like, oh, this park is a shit old. like what? <laughs> Whatever, though. UVA made us liars because we all picked them. And Drift, they, they they a liar out of Drift again. So UVA <laughs> is becoming Drift's Clemson, by the way. Yeah, ju-
1: just wait till this week's
0: picks. <laughs> uh, UNC I held it down. Me and Joe told the truth on UNC. Uh, Minnesota made Drift a liar. Uh, Starting to become a theme on this shit.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> becoming a the theme. Ole Miss, Ole Miss was truth tellers. Ole Miss uh, had us telling the truth. They beat the shit out of Georgia Tech. No surprise there. The truth of the week, your boy, Colorado State.
1: This was crazy. This was crazy. The truth
0: of the week, your boy, and I knew once Jay Norville made it personal, it was kind of like the, it was the Uno reverse personal. (laughs) <laughs> he made it personal on purpose because he knew priming them would take the bait and he used that to fire up his own team, Colorado State. That was a good ass game, too. It went, it went to overtime. Yeah. Uh, Shador, Shador made magic without Travis Hunter. We're praying for your lacerated liver. Um, let's talk about this one for a little bit because obviously, the kid that made the late hit on Travis Hunter got death threats, and they pulled the paperwork on him, uh, groping a female student in high school, grabbed her titties or grabbed her pussy or some shit, made way too much of it. Listen, the punishment for hitting a kid late is 15 yards, (laughs) not death. What's y'all thoughts, man?
1: It's football. Shit happens. You saw it last night in in the Steelers game. Shit happens. It's a dangerous game. Like you know, people are going after hits. It's not like he's intentionally going to, you know, fucking send him, send him to the hospital or some shit. So, uh, it's just the name of the game, man. He's ple- He's doing his job as a DB. And honestly, the, the 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 dirtiest part about it was that it was just a little late. Like I didn't think I didn't even think that hit itself was that bad. Fifteen years ago, Cam Chancellor would have broke his neck off. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was. It wasn't that bad. People were taking the shit way too far. I think it's just the. Infatuation with Dion and Travis Hunter, honestly. If that would have happened with anybody else, people wouldn't send nothing.
0: And the fact he got hurt. Yeah, and the fact he got hurt, but but that's the outcome, not the act. Like. Right.
2: I agree with you though. I mean, even Dion said like it wasn't a dirty hit, it was just a late hit. Yep. Yep.
1: And I mean, when you're going that fast to the sideline, you're looking at you're looking at the ball you're looking at the player and like it's hard to do both at the same time like you're just kind of in a shitty spot as a safety you know what i mean it's it's hard to make that play so i'm not going to sit up here and say i know better than the safety that's playing d1 football
2: if he caught the ball it would have just been a clean hit
1: it would have been a great hit <laughs> yeah it would have been a great hit and he's travis hunter you expect him to catch that ball too
2: exactly
0: yeah, it, it was pretty foul uh for him to hit him late, but he he didn't intend to lacerate no kidney. He didn't in, none of none of that crazy shit. Um it was still a great game. Shadur Sanders, if 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 he isn't in the Heisman race, that game probably put him square in it with him and Caleb Williams probably in a dead heat. Uh, I think with Dion in Colorado, what they're doing is good for the sport. Shout Absolutely. out to them. But uh, they made y'all liars this week because, like I said, it's hard, it's, it's hard to, to, to be in such an emotional rivalry game and then proceed to beat the shit out of your rival. Colorado not equipped to do all that yet. In three years, Jay Norville can talk all the shit he wants and make it as personal as he wants. But then it'll be the dog howling at the moon. Like, all right, whatever. But uh, Colorado ain't equipped to 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 want to smack shit like that. Uh, it even took them a while to do Nebraska like that. They're not ready equipped to be beating people by 24 and shit. Not in, not, not in games like that. And, of course, the Hokies made me a liar. Um, made me and Joe liars. I picked Virginia Tech. I've been picking Virginia Tech. Because it's just, that's just that's just what I do. I pick them. Um, I pick with my heart, not exactly my wallet. <laughs> Commonwealth of Virginia won't allow me to pick with my wallet either, uh, you know, legally. So that's why I pick hokies. But Drift got him one. I needed that. Yeah, <laughs> Rutgers. So if 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 he had stuck to the 4L slash Don V principles, he would have been. God damn, two and six, Jesus Christ! That's nothing new for me. I'm just following the game plan. Following <laughs> <laughs> the game plan as we march along to week four. Hey, hey, listen, we are a quarter of a way of the way. No, yeah, yeah, a quarter because yeah. three games is out of twelve is a quarter. But um, some teams. Already, some teams. If you play Week Zero, you're over a quarter of the way. So
1: well, we got a nice slate, and we're starting with Clemson.
0: <laughs> we got a nice slate at noon. Death Valley, the the biggest rivalry in the ACC outside of Florida State Miami, is Florida State at Clemson. It's basically a pick 'em. Florida State is favored by two points. Florida State's on the road. They're coming off a game, the Red bandana game where Boston College gave them all they wanted and some. Uh, Boston College had an opportunity to even win the game. They did not. Florida State survived. They held on. We gonna start with Drift. Don't our let resident, last week fool you. Our, our resident Clemson guy. I can't
1: wait to set this up for Vito to take Clemson because I'm taking Florida State. It was... Uh... It was an off week for them last week. If they played like they normally do, this spread would be like ten for Florida State. So I'm rolling with the I'm rolling with the Seminoles. Joe, who you get?
2: I'm fading drift on every pick this week. Give me Clemson, then you're about to have a bad time because this is when I flip the script.
0: You got Clemson. Looks like um, I'm, I'm about to go eighty <laughs> percent. I'm going with Florida. I'm going with Florida State as well. Uh, talent for talent, talent for talent. Florida State has the better team, and whatever Clemson did in these two prep games, I feel like once the physicality, when once Clemson starts to feel Florida State's physicality and the speed, it's gonna look like two different teams. I think Florida State's gonna win a good. They're gonna win by double digits. I think Florida State gonna run them boys up by the Death Valley. Another big game. Colorado at Oregon. This is the most, and this is the most, this is the biggest game of Colorado's young season. I feel like they be, they've been in the biggest games all season. But this is the game for Beyond and the Colorado Buffaloes. Can they hang with the big, big dogs? They did they call TCU, they call TCU napping. They caught them napping. They ca- Nebraska some of the shit. Colorado State is going to be some shit, but they was gassed up for that one game. Now this is the one. Oregon been beating the shit out of everybody, scoring eighty points and shit. Bo Nix is people got Bo Nix going in the first round. I wouldn't I wouldn't touch him with a five foot pole. But, but uh, people, you know, people got Bo Nix got these uh GMs and coaches lying. Oregon is a twenty-one point favorite. I'll start this one off. Give me the buffs. Well, give me the points. Give me the points. Um, I think Colorado is going to. I think Colorado is going to keep it close. I feel like I feel like Colorado is going to compete, but uh, I think Oregon pulls away late. Joe, what say you?
2: Ooh man, I bought the prime sunglasses this week. Let's go, Buffs. Let's go, Buffs. Yeah,
1: I'm, 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 I'm rolling the same way. Uh, Oregon has – I mean, they beat the shit out of some bad teams, Portland State and Hawaii, but the only reasonable opponent they've played so far is Texas Tech, and that was that was a bad game for them. Texas Tech is a terrible yeah. team right now, so um, give me the Buffs to cover.
0: Up well, prime, y'all might get it. y'all might get whooped by nine touchdowns. Put <laughs> yeah, the drift curse on them. Like, this, is a, this is a great weekend of games too. Yeah, Ohio, Ohio State at Notre Dame. This is going to be a great game. Um If I'm not mistaken, they played last year and that was a good game. Oh, well, it was either last year or two years ago, but. That's gonna be a magical game. Is that a nighttime game? Is that under the lights? Or is that a daytime game? Oh man, uh it's 7:30 at nighttime. A nighttime game. Um, that's gonna that's gonna be an amazing scene out there in South Bend. Joe, yeah, it's Joe's turn to go first. Joe, Ohio State is minus three, basically a pickle what you got going
2: on i'm fading drift i'm taking the opposite of whoever he picks line <laughs>
1: to me Something. up are you ready for this you're about to root for Notre. you're about to root for ohio state buddy uh all right uh, give it give me notre dame on this one i think i think sam hartman albeit he's fucking 29 years old he's a better quarterback in this game uh it's hard to play in south bend as the uh as an opposing team we saw what happened at clemson last year when they went up there uh, Notre Dame's got a good team this year. I think they're gonna they're gonna have
0: a nice little run. So, maybe the Irish. So that means Joe picked Ohio State. So it was on me.
2: Yep.
0: I have to fight my urge not to helmet watch. You know, like not to like helmet scout and just say, well, naturally Ohio State should beat Notre Dame. It's hard All to right. not want to helmet. It's not it's hard to Ohio fight State. that urge because Notre Dame does have the better quarterback. And know the Dame does have a good defense. But give me the buck ass. Give me the Bucks. Give me the Bucks. Give me the Bucks. Um Trevion Henderson is back looking like him. Marvin Harrison Jr is very explosive and when you I think the key to that game is going to be Trevion Henderson even if um Ohio State can't get the ball to Marvin Harrison just him being on the field makes Trevion that much more dangerous because you got to play cover, too, uh, with Marvin Harrison Jr. So I'm going to take the Buckeyes. Another good game, Ole Miss at Bama. Bama is coming off the game versus South Florida where they scored 17 points and threw for 100 yards passing. Very Rutgers-esque, if you ask me. And Drift is on you. Bama's seven-point favorites versus the – what are they now? The Sharks or whatever the fuck they are. The Rebs. The, the Rebs. Yards, the Rebs. Yeah, Lane Kiffin. uh Back Lane, back in,
1: back in Tuscaloosa. Kiffin,
0: yeah. Back in Tuscaloosa. Bama's favorite by seven. They're starting Milrow again. They tried Buckner. They tried Ty – forgot his name. um And they're going back to Milrow.
1: Yeah, give 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 me Bama. I think Bama's gonna beat the brakes off off the rebels. Um Bama's been Bama's been struggling recently, but um it's saving. Don't be too quick to jump on the ship. Um he's gonna he's gonna have him ready for this one. So
0: we have a minus seven. That means it's Joe. Turn. It's my turn rims. to go second. Yeah, it's my turn to go second. Well, I guess Joe would just win second, <laughs> but um I'm gonna take Bama as well. Um Milro struggled. He didn't struggle mightily or nothing, but he struggled a little bit against Texas. And I feel like Nick Saban or who's their OC, uh, Tommy Reese. Yep. Tommy Reese panicked. He panicked. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, sometimes you gotta just this is what I hate about football in general, is uh we go with a young guy. And we say, go with the young guy, go with the young guy. And then when he takes his lumps, he goes through the ups and downs, we panic and we go back to the old guys or we go back to what we know or what we think we know. No, just take your lumps, bro. Like That's part of the game. When, they did the same thing that Jalen Hurst. They just happened to have two uh, on ro- on the roster. Just When Jalen Hurst was learning and taking, and taking his lumps and they lost the national championship game, they, they they panicked they, they, when they lost to Clemson. I'm not talking about when they lost to Georgia. When they were losing to Georgia, they lost to, they lost to Clemson. And I feel like Bama fans panicked. And, oh, oh, we gotta get a quarterback. Um, and then they did bench him for two and two and made that throw, and the rest is history. Whatever. I say all that to say, give me Bama. Uh, coaches be panicking. That's what oh, I'm saying. Oh
2: yeah. So I'm- Fade drift, man. I got Lane Kiffin and the boys. We probably should have hired Lane Kiffin, too.
0: Shout out shout out to Lane Kiffin, man. That is an interesting character. Friday got... night, what do, you say? what do you say?
2: Lane Kiffin has, like, five daughters, man. Like, it takes a real man to knock a set off of him. Like, much less five.
0: Like a set off. Yeah. Shout out to Lane Kiffin having five daughters in Mississippi. God bless those women. About to start calling these boys UVA Fridays. Uh, You know, the best high school teams. Most high school teams in America play on Fridays. So it's only right that UVA play on Fridays too. Um, They're on the road. This is the Brendan Armstrong slash uh, Coach 2J revenge game. Um, Brendan Armstrong had a legendary 2020. 21 season for UVA. That's something right. 20, 2021. Yeah, he had a legendary 2021 season where he was killing shit. He was he was he was on point. He ran that offense to a T. He spread the ball around. They had a great season up until the fourth quarter of the Virginia Tech game, and then shit went off the rails, and it was never the same. Two uh, J had him throwing screen passes to linemen, and in history. That's one of those for Virginia Tech fans and UVA fans. That's that. That is a. There's a mo. There's an alternate universe where that play works, and JC Price is working at target, and Brendan Armstrong is a UVA got a statue outside. Like, that's one of those history changing plays. Um. Uh, Look, who, who has to go first? I think it's Joe. 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 Who you got? NC State is nine-point favorites on the road.
2: Ooh. On the road at UVA. Revenge game. You know what? Just been wrong about UVA every week. Let me fade Drift again.
1: Man, well, that's unfortunate for you because
0: taking UVA. <laughs> <laughs> uh Oh, oh boy! Just, just taking
1: the care of that Uvas became my my Clemson, like you said. I gotta keep there. I can't. I can't help it, man. Their lines, their lines keep speaking
2: to me. They're give just, me the look. Back, I, man. Just, I, the look I just, I just, I just, feel,
1: <laughs> I just feel like they're gonna play well, man. I feel like they gotta have a decent game one of these times. And honestly, these yeah, at these on point. Yeah, so it has to happen man. every week. I feel like it's gonna be the week, but. Honestly with Brendan Armstrong coming back, NC State hasn't been looking that great to begin with. He hasn't been looking like a world beat or anything and these games like you said they get a little emotional. It's hard to it's hard to blow teams out. Um so I think I think UVA they're going to come prepared for this game. Um facing an old friend, somebody they played at practice, they know his tendencies. Uh so I got I got UVA at least covering this game.
0: They got the Wahoos. Give me, give me UVA, too. Put me down for UVA. Uh, when I watch Brandon Armstrong, I see somebody that he maxed out in 2021. Like Bronco Menahall got every drop of talent out of Brandon Armstrong, and you can see it in 2022. He wasn't the same player. Um, the hits, everything piled up, and uh, he just wasn't the same guy. So give me UVA to keep it close. UNC, on the road at Pitt, all ACC fans know playing at Pitt can be a house of horrors for basically everybody. All the way up to the Clemsons, everybody hates going on the road at Pitt. Like, it's just hard to get a win there. It's hard to – even when you win, you don't look the way you want it to look versus Pitt up there – it's it's hard to win up there. UNC is seven and a half point favorites. I'll start this one off. Um, my brain is telling me go with Pitt, but I'm I'm gonna I'm stick with UNC. UNC has been making me look good this year. I've been sticking with UNC. They've been having me look good this year, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick it out with the Tar Heels, and uh, I, th- I think they're gonna I think they're gonna keep me. Uh, Keep the wins. I think they will keep the wins going. Uh, Joe, what say you?
2: Ooh, Pitt looked like one of the worst teams in the ACC last week. I want to fade drift again, but this one's just too obvious. I'm going UNC.
1: All right. Well, I guess that leaves me. <laughs> okay. Let me talk myself from the pit. No, I'm just kidding. I got to go UNC. Come on, guys. Uh, Pitt looks terrible. They're in a bad spot. They've lost. Two games in a row, lost to a Cincinnati team that lost last week to Miami for the first time since 2004, and then uh, and then they lost last week to UVA, and, but not UVA, West Virginia, and they're fucking absolutely terrible. So uh, give me UNC in this one. I think it'll be less than two scores, but I think they cover that
0: 7.5. BC, Boston College coming off the greatest game that they ever lost. On the road at Louisville. Louisville been sneaky solid this year. They've been sneaky solid. I believe they're still undefeated. They beat Indiana in a very emotional game. Uh very close game. They made a goal line stand to win the game. Cameron Kelly won defensive back of the conference for the for last week. Um like I said, BC's coming off the biggest game of their uh season. Louisville is 14 point favorites. It's on Joe. No, it's on Drift, my bad. Drift. Yeah, Joe. Drift.
1: Taking Louisville in this game. Uh, I think, you know, the red bandana game just happened for Boston college last week. They kind of, they kind of put out everything they have. So um, this is a, this is at Louisville. It's going to be, it's going to be a, a rough week getting over that, that Florida state loss. So I think Louisville just wipes them.
0: I'll go second. will go second. I'm also take Louisville for the same reasons. Uh, red bandanas come off. Uh, Dawson College about to turn right back into a pumpkin. Uh, give me the Cardinals, Joe.
2: You know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna fade drift again. I'm going <laughs> with BC. Uh, Plummer. He's got four interceptions on the year already, and that BC quarterback looks like he can run the ball. So I think they keep it at least close enough to cover.
0: And that leads us to the main event of the evening. Noon kick ESPN 2. The Virginia Tech Hokies are on the road versus the Marshall Thundering Herd. This is a homecoming for players and fans and coaches alike. From J.C. Price to Brent Price. Dad played at Marshall. To our very own shout out to our guys Dan, Noah, uh, and I'm gonna put some respect on Marshall because like, Mar- the history Marshall has in the Commonwealth of Virginia, and I know they're located in the state of West Virginia, but the history they have with the with the Commonwealth of Virginia getting players that might have been troubled, that might have had off the field issues or you know ran into issues with their grades marshall's always been the program to say come in come come here then from the tron Martinez's to the to the uh tovante beckett's to the cj reeves like is yeah, they're labor too, yeah, like, too land Laybourne. Laybourne, um marshall has always extended those doors rp jaquan yuli They've always extended those doors and um, had those had those Virginia players, uh, and all of them didn't have uh, off the field issues. But I always support a program that take a kid or take a guy that has some got a pass, and they say, "Look, man, the pass is the pass. You know, come on over here, rehabilitate your image, and you can still get a degree." at the very least, and play football. So shout-out to Marshall. I got no hate towards that program. All right,
1: so is it you, is it you first, uh, Vito, on this
0: one? Yeah, I just want to give some keys to victory. I'll, I'll give some keys to victory. Mm-hmm. Um, the Marshall Thunder Heard is five-point favorites. Um, obviously, I'm picking Virginia Tech tonight on the – cover that but win the game. So um we gotta stop we gotta stop the run. We get we get uh Tisdale back this week according to Brent Pryor. We get Tisdale back and that's such a uh, a major part to what we need to do. I feel like when Tisdale came back after the pit game last week, last year, sorry. I feel like when Tisdale came back after that horrendous pit game there was like immediate changes. It was like a new sheriff was in town, and we gonna need him to. We gonna need Allen. We we're gonna need Tisdale in that form to stop the run. Rashin Ali is a dangerous running back. He he's a dangerous running back. He's averaging six point two yards per carry. He he ain't one to play with. They're gonna run the ball. They're gonna want to run the ball. But Marshall's balanced. They have they they are a balanced team. It's not gonna be like Rutgers. Where Ruggers had no interest in passing the ball. Um, Ruggers is gonna pass the ball. They're gonna run, they're gonna run the ball. So stopping the run is gonna be very imperative this week. I also believe we get Jalen Lane back. <clears throat> Jalen Lane has to win one-on-one. I don't I don't he has to win one-on-one. He has to. Uh, those are my keys to victory. what say you.
1: Yeah, so Marshall has a has a great defense. Uh, they have the number one defense in the Sun Belt right now, um, and they're only one of two teams that are average that are that have gave up less than five hundred yards to the air this season in the Sun Belt. It's them and Southern Miss. Um, they're a really good team, and uh, in offensive defensively, they're they're very well rounded. Um, and so it's gonna be it's gonna be a hard fought game, I think. The biggest thing for tech this week is we're coming off a tough loss uh, in in a game that our defense did not play well and I think we're going to have a good week of practice because of that it's going to be a get right sort of game for us and um, I think we're going to play hard so I think you got to stop the run like you said and and you got to you got to find a way to keep it close and you know you can't let them go down and and score on the first possession either. Like it's been happening in the past couple of games. Like we got to, we got to get off to sort of a fast start um, at least one of these games. So my biggest key is we score first and uh, this game gets a lot easier. What about
0: you, Joe?
2: Yeah, I've got a couple too. They, their quarterback, he uh, runs the ball really well. We seem to struggle with that. So we need to contain Francher and then we got to kind of stop the big plays. And it's going to be hard because Rashin Ali, he busts a lot of big plays. I believe it was uh, the ECU game. He had two long touchdown runs. So you're going to have to contain that run overall, but you're going to have to make those tackles in the second level, man. Secondary is going to get challenged. It's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough, and they've got a good defense. So another thing we're going to have to do is establish the run early instead of getting ourselves in a hole. So – Stop the quarterback, stop Ali,
0: and then get the run game going. Stopping the run, stop the run, stop the run, discipline, gap discipline, uh, getting off blocks is going to be very important as we uh we don't stop the run, we're going to get ran up out of there, man. We're gonna get ran up out of there, out of out of uh, Huntington, West Virginia. Shout out to Huntington, man. Shout out to Huntington. Uh like I said, I got Virginia Tech winning the game. It's just tradition at this point. I ain't got no real logic behind it. <laughs> but being that we pick Virginia Tech games now on here, uh what y'all got? Drift, what you got?
1: I'm taking Virginia Tech here originally when I saw the Marshall line at nine. Um, i was like okay i would have jumped that. all over that yeah i would but, have jumped
0: all over that nine.
1: <laughs> yeah that that was an easy that was an easy cover for tech uh it's it's down it's down to 5 but i still think it's it's very very much in vt's favor i just think after the week we had last week it's we just got to flip the script i think we made a lot of mistakes last week that we can learn upon um you know we could, we kind of got blown out but it was it was a closer. It was a closer game than it looked. It looked on the scoreboard. So uh, I think we. I think we play well, and, and um I think we get a nice. If we don't. If we don't win, I think we lose by less than five. So I'm going VT here.
2: If there's one thing I know about playing G5 teams, when you play Sun Belt teams on the road, it is extremely hard. Marshall's tough. I don't care who they played, they still won. But it, it's hard to. I mean, fucking Sunbelt man on the road. They're it's tough to beat. But I do know that also when these Sunbelt teams win on the road, it's usually only by one score. Let me fade drift. Probably got Marshall by a touchdown.
0: Ooh, Joe Long with the herd. Yeah, I ain't picking them dumbass Hokies no more, man. Joe rolling with the herd. And then I the mean herd. there's also there's also something to say like. You know how some universities, no matter how good they are and how bad some other universities are, like one university beats the other. Like, I, that goes back to, like, a helmet watching again. Maybe just, maybe just like, the natural, I have natural bias that, like, we'll always be Marshall. But, I mean, shit, we have lost the JMU. We have lost the ODU. We have lost the Liberty. Like, we have lost the Rutgers. We done lost the Rutgers. We lost the ECU. Like, there's no, not one team that that V and that T just going to whoop no more. So, maybe I'm just, I don't know, biased Hokie fan, I guess. Still they living in get 2003. 2003. They burnt me Joe, last Joe, week. Joe, Joe said he ain't doing it this week for them. But, like I said, Lane's coming back. Uh, drones, I know they did that monkey shit with the depth chart. Trying to make it seem like Grant might. Man, listen, if Grant tries out on that first offensive series, put me down for a long, bro, because uh, that would be crazy. I don't see it happening though, uh, whether Grant's healthy or not. I think I think Drones gets it. I think Drones gets to be the starter this week at least. Yeah, I think they tell Grant one more week, son. But uh, what would y'all do if if Grant is QB one? And he trots out there with the with the ones on the first drive. What's the mindset? Uh, I'm
1: questioning. I'm questioning the coaching staff on that one. You know, going back to what you said earlier about you think the coaching staff uh, plays the best players. That that will eliminate that from my mind. So um, I would just I would just have a whole different opinion really on on the coaching staff after that decision.
2: Yeah. I mean, if they do that, I'm done drinking, smoking, watching college football, and I'll be at church on Sunday instead. Ain't no
0: way. That man, that man, uh, Joe would get religious if he sees number six out there in a maroon jersey. So that pretty much covers week four. Is there anything else we need to talk about? before we sign off?
2: Ooh, we had a little beef of the week this week.
0: We had a a situation uh, that stemmed from the Twitter space that me and Joe hosted after the Bruggers game. Our good friend and one of my my personal friends, Tally uh, JT of the Boundary Corner podcast, he he was asking questions of the of the coaching staff. And he was saying, um, he was saying what would make them go with Grant at the beginning of the season. And he was asking questions about, are they biased? Uh, what 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 were the reasons? And he, and Tally is from Huntsville, Alabama. And uh, he was saying that he likes being from Alabama because the racism is up front. He's not now, that, that could be it depends. I, I, too, I have Alabama ties too. Okay, I have Alabama ties too. I've been to Alabama, Birmingham, never been to Huntsville, and um, you know, they do things a little differently down there, but I didn't face any flat out front racism in my times in Alabama, but I don't live there. I I faced out front racism in Washington, D.C., which is a liberal safe haven. So, like, it's hard to, you know, I'm not going to deny him his experiences and what he's been through. Um, I'm just saying when I was there in Birmingham, I didn't face it, but I never lived there either. I was there visiting people. So, you you know, things is whatever. He said what he said. He's standing on it um but i can see how somebody could say okay so are you alluding that brya and his staff is racist i could see how somebody could get like not even get offended so they shouldn't but i can see why somebody would be like what you mean by that what y'all think
1: yeah like question it i could def- i could definitely see that uh... I know he's been having some interactions like that recently uh, with his drones takes. And I'm not going to lie. There's some people with some Wells takes on the opposite end of the spectrum as well. Um, But I can definitely see how, how somebody would question that, um, you know, sort of mindset or that statement per se. What about you, Joe?
2: Look, man, I know Tally. I've been to Huntsville. I've had dinner with Tally in Huntsville and I know what he meant. And it wasn't, he's not, no sort of racist and he wasn't putting any racial tendencies on it Uh, that guy's just losing his mind just trying to defend grant in any way shape or form so i think people are crazy man people are in his dms about stuff like that all the time like i gotta calm down man it's twitter like they're just people are trying to make a mountain out of a molehill anytime they get the chance to like things aren't going right and i can't I kind of love low key, man. I kind of love Twitter when things aren't going right. I love the chaos. But that's one of those things that, like, come on, man, check yourself, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, Tally, Tally is definitely, definitely not, definitely not racist at all. Like, he is one of the nicest people on Twitter. Uh, I met him several times in person when I've been to Blacksburg. And uh he's been extremely nice to me, like great guy. So uh, I think people are just getting a little too up in arms over over that.
0: That one person, not people. That one person, by the way. Yes. And and I'm I'm a, I'm gonna do what everybody else does when when, when there's racism allegations. Uh, Tally's wife is white. His kids are biracial. So using that logic, using Twitter's logic, using the other uh, racism people's logic, that means he's not racist. That's- because <laughs> I'm <laughs> <laughs> like a He got a white wife. Show me the paperwork. He got a white wife. He now races the one of them. So shout out to JT, man. Shout out to Boundary Corner Podcast. They're probably live right now. Um, I'm pretty sure they've addressed it. Uh, I'll, I'll have to listen tomorrow. Um, anything else we need to address? I
1: think we covered it. I think we got everything, man. Let's hope for a bounce back week for
0: me. Bounce back. Hopefully a bounce back week for Drift. Hopefully a bounce back week for the Hogies. Um like I said, when it comes to the to the Tally situation, the dude he got a little bit too emotional about it. He should have just wanted he should have just asked him, what you mean by that? Like are, are what are you trying to say? Are you trying to say that the coaches are racist? Because I don't think that's the case. I think he should have just went there instead of trying to get Tally canceled. Like, at Boundary Corner Podcast, do y'all stand behind it? Yeah, we stand behind it, bro. What the fuck? Are you crazy? So, yeah. uh, He should have just asked, like, bro, what you mean by that? And they could have a conversation. Not going off, not jumping out the window. um. So yeah, man, that's it for 4Wheel. We want to thank everybody for listening. Um, we want to thank everybody for supporting. Uh, until we we have y'all Marshall uh, review, and I think we play Pit after this. I think yeah. it's Pit after this. We have your Marshall review and Pit preview out next week. Until then, y'all. God bless. Hey. Hey.
2: The more money, feel like they love you less Just bought a hundred rounds and I bought a vest Caught a body, ain't tell nobody Young nigga, pack the test i want my killers, we bought to slide We all ride to the death You never ever witness death No, Valentino when I step Calico on my right Michael Draco on my left Caught nobody, then I left Good gas, nigga, come take a breath Had to get DJ them up and, and clean up mess. mask uh, Make these niggas
0: feel the pressure A hundred rounds, I'm to an extra dependent the in test, Mat90 show you how to make